What's up and welcome to the Little Spies Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Eslam, aka Rock Out of the Sun, accompanied by Dan Papa Sun Killer and Dan Emperor Disco. How you like this. doing? I don't, I don't like when he has this much energy. It upsets me. He's gonna fizzle <laughs> out in two seconds, but I'm I'm, exactly. I'm enjoying like it. I'm enjoying it. He's burning bright right now. I know. That. He's not gonna last much longer. That was that was pretty oh. hot. I liked it. Uh yeah. Well, that's why I'm drinking Coke, guys. I'm trying to get that sugar. Ah, in me. that's what it is. The sugar yep. hide. Why does that can look so small in your hand? That's the smallest looking can I've ever that's, seen. For that sounds a giant. It's a regular can. I'm just oh, saying, it looks you. small. Thank can't you for telling me I have big hands. Because my girl You're makes welcome. fun of them all the time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it does look Well, I guess she's hair. right. Like, well, why are your fingers wrapped that far around it? I feel like you could palm your own head and just lift yourself Yeah, like, up. that's crazy. <laughs> no, she, she makes fun of my hand. hand. No, yeah. she makes fun of my hand because she thinks they're small. Oh, okay. Oh, oh she said that you can't hold a whopper. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. That's what she's. <laughs> bro, I'm saying, that's exactly I'm saying you could hold the triple. You could hold the oh, triple. Oh, thanks, bro. Opinion. Damn. You yeah. hear that, Nadia? Yeah. Triple whopper. Those Speaking are of whoppers, triple whopper hands. <laughs> Speaking of whoppers, I have um, I have family here visiting, and we uh, we ordered some uh, burger cam. My mom wants some burger cam. I was like, all right, we can do that. And we got whoppers, mm-hmm. and you could only get the whoppers without cheese. So remember in high school when I used to bring in cheese. <laughs> They don't have cheese with the Whoppers? You have to specifically ask for a Whopper with oh, cheese. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. School, school, yeah. For school lunches. Yeah, they used to get the... Yeah, I used to, I used to come in with cheese. Like, yo, who needs some cheese? Just dealing with <laughs> <Yo>, cheese. Then <laughs> <laughs> used to be slinging cheese in high school, bro. Cheese dealing. He's like, got what you need. <laughs> yo, you want Gouda? Cheddar? <laughs> so, what, Pepper Jack? What yeah, do you man, want? I got all. Ricotta Flair. Monterey. Remember that one? Ricotta, Ricotta Flair. Ricotta Flair. There it is. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Used to peddle cheese in fucking high school. My God. Well, everybody, welcome to this special episode of Los Wise Guys podcast. And the reason why it's special, because this episode is about a show that comes from a game that is very special to all our hearts. Now, it is very rare that all three of us play the same game. And um, I think it's only ever happened like twice. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> it it's amazing that this specific game got turned into a show, but it's not surprising. It's such a great story that it needed to be adapted, but it needed to be adapted by the right people. Mm-hmm. And uh, HBO Max was those right people. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, but we are going to be reviewing The Last of Us, HBO Max, Episode 1. It released this past Sunday, and my God, man, I was... Now, this first part is going to be non-spoilers. We'll keep it non-spoilers. I will warn you when the spoilers are going to come in. But my God, I was not ready for these emotions again. And And they brought in so much emotions. I was not ready for I'm going through so much stress with this goddamn wedding getting ready for it and shit and then they hit me right in the feels again it's it was like ptsd all over and um but that was an amazing first episode man so fucking good it was long but it was worth it i actually had to watch it in in two separate sittings because i was like i need a break and i'm I'm already taking breaks from the show like goddamn like I was not ready for this, but and it really hit you, Jesus! Damn, it wasn't it that re- long. That was, it I really know, did. Like, it's it's it not crazy. about the it's not about the length. Um, 
This is what's like, happening. But yeah. you did remember what was going to happen, right? Or did oh, no, you no, completely no. I, forget? No, no, I, I know exactly what's going to happen. Okay. It's just like I they did, did forget for a second. I was like, I'm sure one this? of you was going to forget. I was like, who's this chick? And then it yeah. dawned on me. I was like, oh, that's why I barely forgot her. She was in the game for like five seconds. Yeah. So, First person you play as. Yeah. So <laughs> it was uh, it was really well done. Um, definitely brought up, brought in the emotions. It was it was fantastic, mm-hmm. and the the opening scene was a uh, man got me like it gave me fucking anxiety. The guy from the Mummy. Yeah, uh, that motherfucker. So <laughs> like that conversation, I have it clipped out, and we'll watch it in a little bit. But mm-hmm. that conference conversation especially after a pandemic gave me fucking anxiety and then we go into the show and stuff and um you see what happens with the characters and like i remember all like the emotions and stuff like that and just like yeah i had to like take a break and uh you know but that was my experience with the first episode but i loved every second of it either way and uh, (laughs) i'm super fucking excited for the rest of the show because like hbo has been on fire man like Last year got uh, House of the Dragons, phenomenal show. Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker, and now we're starting off the year with The Last of Us, and it's just gonna be, it's just phenomenal stuff. And um, I don't know if you guys noticed or at least got the same feeling I have. The opening, um, for The it's Last of Us, it was yeah. very Game of Thrones esque. So um, <clears throat> I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Tell us about their initial thoughts about the first episode. I think that Disco would like to go. God, I knew I was going to get you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going to get you with that. Sneaky, sneaky. I bet he just went straight to you, Disco. He would say, are you sure? Like, no, he just took my word for it. Yeah, no, Disco's nah, that's, that's what you get. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh. I try to keep the game separate, but I it didn't even really matter at the end because yeah. uh, it it was just a phenomenal show. Pedro, uh, Pedro killed it. Lady Mormont killed it. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name, um, but they they, did, they yeah Bella they did a phenomenal Ramsey. job, and uh, it was just it just really for me and captured the game because I really felt like. This was a nice adaptation. They had uh, some very similar scenes to the game. I saw some like comparisons. I have uh, that. I will show later. Like, later. Exact yeah. scenes. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, at the time I didn't realize, but after seeing that, I was like, "Whoa, that's that was pretty, that was pretty spot on, or like really mm-hmm. close." And uh, and it really captured the vibe. So it kind of that's what I really wanted because I I I wouldn't have played this game if it wasn't for COVID. If I wasn't. I didn't have that opportunity in the time. Same. I wouldn't have gotten at, back into video games. And if it wasn't uh, COVID. so, and I was actually happening to be at my girlfriend's house where she had a PS4 because I, I don't even play P- PlayStation. So, like, there's <laughs> all like a fluke, really. So, the, the fact that I played this game is, is really amazing. And so, I, I've been trying to tell Eric to play, but he's an Xbox man, too. So, it's like slim to none. So, it's Just really cool. Just tell me together. You know? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> for, for more reasons than that, though. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, it's just really cool to uh, be able to recommend this show and be like, it gives you the same vibes as the game, that that same fear and just the, the love for the characters and the you really feel like you're on the journey with them and the, the love, the joy, the happiness, the loss, the pain, the the horror of, of, of it all, just seeing all the different types of uh, zombies. And it's really cool seeing the fungus version of it. It's uh, mm-hmm. 
They have like the weird tentacles, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, they got that really, fungus mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fungus breath. So I, I was really blown away by all of it, and uh, seeing the television adaptation really knocked my socks off. And I and I highly recommend it to anybody. I mean, this is just the first episode, so I yeah. really can't wait to see where it goes from here. I uh, I mean, we have the roadmap because we played the game, but I yeah. just it's really fun to see them bring it to life I, on screen. I, I, I can't wait to see some of the changes they'll make too, or it, it, the things that they'll expand on. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, going off of that right there, they've already done so with quite mm-hmm. a few things. Yeah, uh, where they've kind of expanded upon. Um, I will get into it further, but like that opening, that kind of mm-hmm. like does like the breakdown. That right there changes the whole thing, like yeah. the way it's it comes into effect and the reason as to why it's happening. Yeah, uh, they kind of give you a reasoning. Where in the game, it was kind of just like, "Hey, this is happening." And you as the player is just like, "Yeah, okay." I thought like, you, you find out later on it is fungus and stuff like that. And no, um, I mean, you know what it is, but you don't because yeah. with the show, I mean, like well, the latest of spoilers, that it's all due to global warming. That yes. wasn't a thing in the yeah, yeah. in the game. Um, so uh, they do stuff like that now. Uh, between the three of us, I'm probably the one who's either who's played the game the most and probably seen mm-hmm. most run throughs of the game. So it's like. From what I've seen, uh, it's very, very uh, comparable. It's very, very similar. They do make some changes, and I feel like they do make some changes for the better. Um, so I uh, I basically got to watch it kind of like one and a half times. Um, so the first hey, time, it's just me. Sorry, Disco, we can hear that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the first time, it was just me just going in like, hey, I've already played Last of Us. I already know how it works. I know how the the sequel is and everything so i'm going there with that and then the second time i was like all right let me put myself in the mindset of somebody who doesn't know what's coming up and i thought it was great especially uh the first part where it's like the main character is um is uh what's called joel's daughter um sarah and yeah and it's just like they build it that way and it's i could just imagine like where you don't realize like if you don't know anything about last of us is that you heard about the show that's coming out that's supposed to be called the last of us oh here's the main character it's this girl called sarah this that and the other and then stuff happens you know yeah. so it's like you know it's kind of and that was the the way people are reacting to this who've never seen that before is exactly how people reacted back in what was it 2013 when the game came out because um, you play uh, as her in the game and then you know yeah but that's the thing it's like not only like people who just didn't know they know like hey there's a guy and then there's a girl that's the game and then you're playing as this girl and then you're you know you're assuming that's the girl and then stuff happens, and it's just like, oh, like, okay, so this is uh, taking us down a route I've never seen in games before, let alone something I wasn't expecting. So I feel like they did a, they did a good job with that. And the stuff they changed, I, I do feel like it was for the better. Um, I'm not going to go in there and say this is the greatest show ever, because this first episode was all right. I was I, There were parts of it where I was like, eh, you know, I, I kind of want this to move along a little bit. There was parts where I was just like, I'm, I'm a little bored. I'm not going to lie, I'm definitely a little bit bored here. Um, but, I mean... I'm one of the few people that likes Last of Us 2 more than I like Last of Us 1. So maybe that's just part of it. Maybe I just want them to just hurry up and get to the second game. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, looking forward to see where it goes and where they expand upon the original, you know, content. Okay. Um, honestly, I didn't get bored at all with the show. Um, I, whatever they expanded on, I enjoyed. And I, I feel they're going to do that a lot more. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it. It. It's going to be different, obviously, from the game because you have the, the parts where you're solving puzzles, solving 
puzzles of like getting out of this area yeah. with the with the limited resources, very very limited resources, and yeah. trying to survive. Well, it's funny because like when Sarah's like walking around the house, I'm thinking of the game. I was like, Sarah, you're supposed to go in the room, turn on the TV, and then you can see the explosion outside. Then you have to read the birthday card. I was like, you didn't do any of that. You're playing the game wrong. Yeah, like, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's jump into spoilers and stuff. Yeah, so this is your spoiler warning. Um, with Sarah, I really enjoyed the expansion that they did with her. And even even more... The environment, um, dude. No. The, not just the environment. There was some... Su- they, they subtly showed you how the people around them got infected and how they oh, yeah, did yeah, yeah. it. Right? Yeah. But before we get to that, I want to get to the, um, to that opening scene, which was, uh... It was very powerful, and I, I have it here. I want to share it. I want to watch it with you guys and uh, discuss it real quick. So, and that's your biggest worry? Yes, yeah. any kind of virus, but most probably something similar to influenza. Because of air travel through the air, coughing. Uh, I'm sorry, I meant people on planes. Uh, that was something you described in your book. Yes, a new virus in Madagascar say could be in Chicago within a matter of weeks, and we end up with a just funny because that's how you know COVID. All the whole world becomes sick all at once. Hmm. And uh, Dr. Newman, you're also an epidemiologist. I presume the prospect of a viral pandemic keeps you up at night as well. No. No? No. All right, well, that's our show. (laughs) No, mankind has been at war with the virus from the start. Sometimes millions of people die as in an actual war, but in the end, we always win. Uh, But uh, just to be clear, you you do think microorganisms pose a threat? Oh, in the most dire terms. Bacteria? No. You like saying no? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not bacteria, not viruses, so... Fungus. Yes, that's the usual response. <laughs> fungi seem harmless enough. Many species know otherwise, because there are some fungi who seek not to kill, but to control. Let me ask you, where do we get LSD from? Where do you get it from? <laughs> it comes from ergot, a fungus. Psilocybin, also a fungus. Viruses can make us ill, but fungi can alter our very minds. There's a fungus that infects insects, gets inside an ant, for example, travels through its circulatory system to the ant's brain and then floods it with hallucinogens, thus bending the ant's mind to its will. The fungus starts to direct the ant's behavior, telling it where to go, what to do, like a puppeteer with a marionette. And it gets worse. The fungus needs food to live, so it begins to devour its host from within, replacing the ant's flesh with its own. But it doesn't let its victim die, no. It, it keeps its puppet alive by preventing decomposition. How? Where do we get penicillin from? Fungus. <laughs> oh. Dr. Schoenheist, you're in distress. Fungal infection of this kind is real, but not in humans. True, fungi cannot survive if its host's internal temperature is over... 94 degrees and currently there are no reasons for fungi to evolve to be able to withstand higher temperatures But what if that were to change? What if? For instance the world were to get slightly warmer Well now there is reason to evolve one gene mutates and an ascomycetia candida ergot cordyceps aspergillus Any one of them could become capable of borrowing into our brains and taking control not of millions of us but billions of us Billions of puppets with poisoned minds permanently fixed on one unifying goal to spread the infection to every last human alive by any means necessary. And there are no treatments for this, no preventatives, no cures. They don't exist. It's not even possible to make them. 
So if that happens, we lose. <clears throat> we'll be back. <laughs> I love that scene. The dude is just like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> take a second. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's phenomenal. I had a, a very like quick theory about who that doctor is, and then it kind of faded because it didn't make sense just because mm-hmm. of his age. Yeah, it's nice it's just to be- see it. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, maybe that's Abby's father. Um, yeah, no. But I was just it doesn't make sense. It's 1968. We get to see Joe later, and then it's 20 years after. After that, yeah. And then, so there's no <laughs> maybe way they're, still Maybe be they're related. Maybe he passed his work on to, like... Uh, uh, maybe he's the grandfather next or something. Generation. Yeah, you never know. One, one thing I want to say I enjoy real quick, just more like a comedy thing. It's like when they first cut to him... And he's like, oh, it's not, you know, bacteria, it's not virus, it's fungus. And then you hear the crowds like, oh, oh, look at this man. I'm like, bro, that's a scientist. You shut up. You're the audience. You sit there and you listen to what he has to say. Like, oh, fungus. Okay. Like, come on. <laughs> you silly smart man. It's impossible. <laughs> so I had so I had seen a while back this article mm-hmm. about this zombie fungus mm-hmm. that takes control of ants and does all the shit that he says it does. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was definitely like a scary thing to see. And like this was way before I ever found out about The Last of Us and stuff. And I think when I started playing it, and I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, it's like fungus. And I like because like, I was playing it, I had talked to I was talking to Dan and I like kind of figured out what was happening before they kind of spelled it out for you in the game. Yeah. But it, it, it was just it's very interesting that. They took like this ve- this thing that happens in nature, and then like evolved it and created this one of the best stories I've ever seen, um, like in in video games and like arguably anything, the best know? story in game. Yeah, so like these are so- just some pictures of these ants that have been infected with these fungus and what they look like, and and, and it's very interesting because the way they then took how these things happen and showed it in the game and how it affects the humans it's very they did a really great job with like Mm -hmm. trying like figuring out what they think it's going to look like what is possible what is real or not and then you kind of see how like the fungus kind of grows on the the body and stuff like that and then you kind of um what happened to my other pictures all right. I really did um, like that though. Uh the fungus aspect. It it really does make for a terrifying zombie and the fact that they're still fast and like useful yeah. and like infinite energy just makes it even more terrifying and then the the weird spore face is is just it's just so yeah, and they turn, new and they turn fresh. clickers. Very yeah. fresh. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's I've said it a bunch of times where it's like I like its take where it's like zombie survival without the zombies where it's it's a straight honestly it's really just survival and that's where it's entertaining whether it's zombies or you have a movie like the crazies which the crazies I don't know if you guys have ever seen it it's very similar to like the last of us in terms of people go crazy they run around so they're not dead they're like undead like here like they're technically not dead but they're still for lack of a better term like you're right they're zombies at the end of the day yeah um, but no, yeah, and then the fact that they have that, and now you have this thing controlling their minds, that just makes it terrifying, because now they have an objective. Yeah. And then you see this still from the, the show, <laughs> where, like, the fungi has, like, overgrown, it has consumed everything in the body, and now it's kind of, like, attached itself in somewhere, 
um, dark, a little cooler, and starting to grow more and eventually it'll create spores so it can mm -hmm. keep spreading. Which is actually what happens in the life cycle of these things that go through ants, right? It affects the ants. Um, it does what it does. Um, it makes the ant go somewhere that's more dark and humid so mm -hmm. it can grow properly. And once it it grows and eats whatever it does from the ant, the ant moves somewhere where it can position itself to, if you see up here, create a killing zone where it can spread its spores in a lot mm -hmm. wider um, fashion, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. After what happened with COVID and definitely with everything getting warmer, um, this could definitely be a possibility. So it is, um, it is 100% terrifying. So, but it is very interesting. And mm -hmm. I think the show did a great job of, um, of portraying that. And so did the game. So, uh, I wanted to show some of the stills here that we were talking about earlier. Now mm -hmm. this is in the beginning of the show and the show is on top. The game is on the bottom and you see where Sarah has given her father a birthday present of the watch she fixed for him. Mm -hmm. Now we actually in the show they expanded on it where they show her going to school, come leaving school. You hear things in the background of the, mm -hmm. these things the environmental storytelling, bro. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then you you see her go fix the watch and while she's fixing the watch the lady's freaking out. She's like you got to go home we're closed like shuts down the shop mm -hmm. and then she's going home Earlier in the show, she was looking for pancake mix, right? Um, later, they hear news that something has happened in Jakarta. Jakarta mm -hmm. is the capital of Indonesia. She says it in the show. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't know this, but in Jakarta has the biggest, like, flour mill in the world. Mm -hmm. And it produces a lot of flour. Um, so, And it spreads it around the world. Now, if this virus happened to start there... And the spores got into the flour, and then mm -hmm. the flour goes all over the world. Yep. She couldn't find pancake mix, so she couldn't make pancakes. Mm -hmm. uh, Joel was supposed to go get a cake, but he forgot, so no flour mm -hmm. in the cake. Exactly. Also, she was over her neighbor's house, <coughs> the neighbors who eventually turned into zombies. Mm -hmm. um, and she was making cookies, and also in the beginning, they were feeding her biscuits. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff has flour in it, so they yep. got infected. And and then that's where the scene Dan was talking about earlier where you see like the like uh the what are they like the um, the roots of the uh fungi looking mm -hmm. for to spread, right? It they're biting people so the spores can go in and they can infect new hosts and stuff like that. Yeah. So the show did a great job with that. And, and they don't really explain this. I saw it on someone else explained this um, yeah. this point. But uh, they did an amazing job. <clears throat> well, they like, did that. And then they did the whole, is it from the flower or is it from people who are in the city? And that's the yeah. thing where she talks about it. She's just like, so, uh, like, even when, in the car scene where she's with Joel and Tommy and they're driving, mm -hmm. she's like, wait, this what if we're already infected? She's like, no, you have to be serious. Like, well, people go to the city a lot, right? Because then you think back, oh, this is where I got the she's, watch. Yeah. And she's going to school there. And then even when she's in school, where she's looking at that one classmate with a bracelet who can't control their hand. Yeah, their hand is shaking. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like all these things where it's like, you see these people, like the early stages of infection, 
and mm-hmm. you don't even realize it's happening. It's happening right yeah. there. That plus the flower plus the the news reports, the the planes flying overhead, like all the stuff going on, the the watchmaker's wife freaking out. It's like all these things. It's kind of like it's funny because environmental storytelling is something that's done usually in games. To see it portrayed this way in a show, I was like, this this is very cool. Um, no, they it. definitely did a great job because it built up the tension. Yep. It really did a great job building up the tension throughout, like the first half of the episode before they yeah. you, you'd make the time jump. Yeah, it's like very easy to tell something's wrong. Something's like <clears throat> red flags are just flagging everywhere. Like yep. what? <laughs> and the character of Sarah did a, a phenomenal job portraying her fear and her confusion, and you know what I mean. I she thought did, she I did. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Such a good job. And they talked about it afterward where they do like the whole behind the scenes like they do for Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. Where it's just like they even said it was like we wanted to get an actress who basically we can make it look like she's gonna carry the show. And yeah. like they did that. And I don't know if you guys are aware, her you know who her mom is? No, I don't know. It's Dandy Newton. Uh that's her name, right? Now you got me second guessing. because uh, she looks exactly like her. I'm not sure who that is, even when sure. you said the name. Um, yeah, she's an extra. You remember the color purple? Nope. Never watched it. I don't think I've seen that. Either, no, it's not the honest. color purple. It's it's the other one. It's um, that's Oprah. Well, I know, but Oprah is in this movie with her, too. OK, it's um, it's one of the ones that we had to watch in school. She's like Oprah's her mom. Yeah, I don't remember who this that's is. A famous actress, like one of the best actresses ever. But yeah, so like <laughs> so she her daughter is a phenomenal actor, uh, actress, and then you get to see scenes like this. Uh, the house is on fire, mm-hmm. and they're driving, um, and you're you're watching this in the game. And I like how the signs were very accurate yep. too. Um, Dude, the words I was quoting the ga- I was quoting the show. I was saying the yeah. lines before they said it. She's like, where'd you get the money for the watch? Drugs. I sell hardcore drugs. I was like, and she says it. And then yeah. it's like the whole thing when they're driving by, it's just like, Joel, we should stop. They have kids. Like, we have a kid too. Keep going. I was like, I remember yeah. all these like word for word. I was like, they're really just, it's the game. That's well, awesome. I mean, the I, game yeah. the game is a story. Like you're playing yeah. and it's the very story well and, it, yeah. and it's very well written. The dialogue is phenomenal. They had great voice actors. So yep. why wouldn't they just take that what's already made for yeah, them people have been just, asking that same question for years that's like, i know like, and it drives me crazy when someone can do it. can do this and make such a great show and then yeah. they can't do that for like comic books i'm just like what the fuck is like going on i uh going back to the daughter um when i when i first watched it i i kind of forgot who she was and so yeah. like halfway in the episode i was like wait a minute who is she and then it, then it dawned on me that she she died like like 10 minutes into the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was really fun to watch because I was watching with my girlfriend and I see her just like getting attached to this, like what she yeah. thinks is the main character. And then mm-hmm. at the end, she was like totally just like in shambles. <laughs> I was like, it's so fun to watch that in her face yeah. and just actually watch the show. So uh, so props. I to, mean, props to the daughter. She she. uh Oh, she really great. did accomplish. Her I mean, goal. look how scared she is in her yeah. face right here in this still. It's wild. Like it's it's amazing. Oh, she did great. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. She did great. Who and knows? not only that, Pedro Pascal. Oh he, man. His portrayal of like a broken Joel is insane. Because like you could see from the like even before everything happens, he's so disheveled. He's he's just he's just trying to just get by. Like he yeah. he's got so much <laughs> going on. And then it's just like you see like afterward, everything's 
after you know 20 years later after everything's happened with his daughter in the world and he's just a broken down shell of a man and he does such a great job of doing that you know like the scene when she died and he was like holding her and crying was like oh it was great i was like fuck man i was like i need a break after this shit i was like like my god and then you have here the scene with him and tess after she got beat up with the car Mm -hmm. battery and stuff like that and you know it really is an emotional roller coaster. It's yeah. uh, it was it was pretty heavy. It was intense. Yeah. And then last uh, scene comparison was the Ellie's. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's another yeah. one. Bella Ramsey killing it is Ellie. My her God. attitude is fantastic. It's like it's so it's good. Ellie like turned up just a little bit more, and Ellie's yeah. already pretty turned up. So it's like it's it's great. It's just I I mean her take on Ellie's like perfect yeah, like I, I think it's really really done well i really like oh, I when joel was like pounding out that dude the cop guy and then you see ellie in the when background kind of pop out and yeah. just like like she's watching oh. it like she was like fascinated i yeah. thought that was really cool i i love i love seeing that energy in her because it's like it really does compliment joel and they're i can't yeah. just i just can't wait to see them travel and kind of yeah. build that bond and kind of literally need each other because she yeah. Back, uh, in the show, like she got to places where he couldn't, and did all mm-hmm. these types of crazy Absolutely. stuff. So I, I really want to see that type of bond and and uh, and connection build, and I'm just excited because because of the spoilers that in the second game. Yeah, uh, would, yeah. Uh, let's not spoil that right now for yeah. people watching the no, show. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's true. knowing where it goes even further is just like gets. Yeah, that's so- what makes you like <laughs> after watching the sequel of what's happening right now, you're already like fucked up. You know like, where it's gonna go. Like, I'm afraid <laughs> just to get too attached and just be like. <laughs> but, oh uh, shit, man! Yeah, no, but I, one thing. Uh, one thing I would say with that scene in particular, that's something um, where he's like beating on that dude. Um, that's not in the no, game. It's not in the game, and that's one of the things where I feel like they did change it for the better because, like, mm-hmm. the way they showed it was like, "This is Joel's second chance." Yeah. Like, and Joel saw that, and it's this guy who he's kind of built a relationship with. Like, he knows the guy, and um, so it's like it's one of these things where he's and like, just "Okay, like PTSD." Exactly, it's, it's flashing in his mind. Yeah, because in the in the game, it was like a quick. I think Tess shoots him in the head, and it's like, "Boom!" Just keep on moving or something like that. And but no, in this one, it's like they make a whole scene of it. And I feel like that was a great idea where they really expanded upon that scene. And then like Disco, like you were saying, where they show Ellie, like all that together. It's like it works so well. And knowing where the show is going to go, knowing where they're going to take it. It's just like, oh, man, this that's just perfect storytelling within itself. So, no, I thought that was a very good. Just seeing how far Joel is willing to go for this, this new surrogate daughter. And they just Mm -hmm. met is is. It's just incredible, yeah. just the underlying emotion and yeah. and the way Pedro is able to convey it too. I, I definitely see him as that Joel now. Like he, he he's definitely yeah. pulling it off. Yeah, but not it's that's the thing. It's him. It's you got Tess. She's doing phenomenal. She's straight just Tess out the game. Like it's just yeah. Tess out the game. They made her into a real life person. Marlene, <laughs> they're showing a little bit more of Marlene. We're getting to learn a little bit more about her because before she was just like, oh, she's just the leader of the Fireflies. She kind of looked like Rihanna. Like that's all she was. Now it's just like. <laughs> There's actual character. There's a little bit to Marlene, um, especially when you have the scene where like they have that one fireflies asking her, "It's like, so why are we doing this? Why are we doing that?" And then she breaks it down. She's like, "All right, this is why we're doing this." And you see like the method behind not only her but the fireflies in general. Before the fireflies was just like they're like this weird kind of terrorist group going up against federal. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. They're just there, and they want us to transport Ellie. 
here you kind of have an idea of like, okay, they're really at war with Fedra. They're trying to do this thing. It's like they, they really just took everything that we knew and expanded upon it. I feel like that, that was very well done. Now, Dan, I want to ask you something. <clears throat> so they already, it's funny because it was a test that mentioned the slavers. No, it was. So when Joel went in to speak to that guy that, um, has the radio and talks the radio to other guy. towers and stuff. And yeah. he was like, yeah, there's bad things out there like slavers and stuff like that. Uh, which is, I think it's interesting that they mentioned the slavers now. So they're setting them up. I wonder if we're going to have a running like them. the, what are they called? The Rattlers, I think. Yeah. Or it maybe might. we'll, or yeah. maybe another version of slavers. Um, I'm sure the Rattlers aren't the only ones. Oh, yeah. But one thing um, that they did that they set up that for, that's also in the second game I thought was great. The as, cult? Uh, no, actually, oh, okay. uh, I was I was gonna say there's a um, oh, I forgot where exactly, but there was like a map where I think it might have been the beginning. It might have been in the intro. Now that I think about it, where they do like the la- the oh, Game okay. of Thrones thing, where it's like they specifically kind of show like Seattle is screwed, and we know Seattle mm-hmm. is the home of the second game. So it's yeah, like they're yeah. showing how messed up Seattle is, and that's like they kind of like if you pay close enough attention, you see that. I was like, oh. Stuff's about That's to go crazy over there. So I wanted to ask about the cult because I remember seeing on the wall like "Follow the Light." Well, that's the and... Fireflies. Oh, that's the Fireflies. Okay. Yeah, it's where they're what were fireflies, the cults yeah. saying? Um, I keep thinking Kila Salah. That's Mass Effect. Oh, um, right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, the cult. What was their thing? It was just. I thought it was, it was something, something about, about it was something about also. light as well. But the Fireflies yeah. are like the yeah. If you're if you're lost okay. in the darkness, follow the light. Like that's the Fireflies okay. motto. Yeah, I thought that was the cult. Um... <clears throat> They were calling them out now. I was like, God damn. Oh, no. <laughs> the first yeah. episode. That's why the Fireflies, they have the quote everywhere. And then you have the pictures of like the graffiti of the Fireflies. And that's why I loved where uh, you have that one guy where Joel's just standing there while Tess is talking to yeah. whoever. And then Joel's just standing there. The guy's like, hey, man, if you ever was like, if you tell me to follow the light, I'm going to kill you or whatever. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, like, yeah I'm going to break your jaw. And the dude <laughs> just walks away. Like, oh, that good. was you hilarious. The light. Um, <clears throat> okay. So for certain scenes like so the the last scene of the show when they finally escape the city and they're going and and the lightning and you see how fucked up the city is mm-hmm. now i know that was in the game mm-hmm. do you think <clears throat> the the game studio gave the the filming studio their 3d models and then they were able to just take that and adapt it into their VFX and re-render it for VFX. Or do you think they rebuilt everything from scratch? I mean, this, I, I mean, I can't help but think what's the cheapest option and do that. Yeah, and then make you know? it look just as good. If you're going to try yeah. to make it just as good as the not not just as good, as just as accurate as the game. Mm-hmm. And have these little things for people who played the game to see. Be like, oh, I was, I played mm-hmm. that. I was there. I know, I know this. Um, <laughs> uh, it just makes sense because a, a 3D model is a 3D model, right? Mm-hmm. You, you take the bare 3D model, you put it in whatever program, convert it, and then you can add your own textures and rendering mm-hmm. profiles and whatever to it. Scale it up, scale it down, and do what mm-hmm. you need to do and, and re-render it in whatever program. But at least you have the base of yeah. the works, you know? And, and I feel like that would save a lot of time and money especially if there were especially since neil Druckmann was mm-hmm. a, a producer on this show yeah. it would it, i don't know it just made a lot of sense to me if they did that especially after seeing that scene yeah because that i mean it straight <clears throat> looks exactly like you're talking about the thing where they do lighting and you see um the building i can't remember if it's the afterward but you see the buildings where one's <clears throat> on the other yep. it's like yeah, yeah it's like that's like literally it looks like a shot from the game 
yeah like that that right there and um that's that's another part that i can't wait because that's kind of like where you see um that's where they kind of split off and joel's like on his own and then tess is with ellie and i we never really got to know what happened between tess and ellie there because you're playing yeah. as joel i feel like that'd be a good opportunity for them to build upon the tess and ellie relationship that we yeah, never yeah. really got to see or you know so which then spoilers stuff happens to one of those characters so yeah. <laughs> then you'll know like <clears throat> that's gonna be more heartbreak that they're just building up um uh yeah, were you yeah, gonna do the, the shout out? No, I was gonna uh, do something else. But since we're gonna happy birthday, Henry, uh, and Fox. Henry wants to be called Disco. Shout out to Disco in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> happy birthday, Henry. Happy birthday, Disco. Happy birthday to all your alter egos. Um, all good night. <laughs> Now the reason why I bring the uh, the VFX thing is because I saw something that said that the the voice actors <laughs> that did the clickers mm, yeah, are, yeah, I know are exactly part of the show. Yeah. They're doing this the voices of the clickers in the show. If you don't know, clickers are one of the infected, uh, like a higher level infected. Yeah, like they've been infected for longer, and then the fungus yeah. is like really. It's kind of like rotting through their face to the point that yeah, they can't I had see. A, I showed it yeah. before. Um, yeah, exactly. The episode. But, and the reason they click is for the sonar, so they can see yeah. exactly what's going on. One hundred percent. So, so they're coming back, and and I and we already know that <clears throat> Troy Baker and uh, the voice actress of Ellie, I forget her name, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson are going to be part of the show, so I, I'm interested to see what their part and roles are going to be. It's going to be very interesting, man. I'm so excited for the rest of the show. Did you, did you see the video thing where they kind of explain how they created the voice of the sound of the clickers? I did not. So no. it's really interesting. <clears throat> so it's like um, they showed like one of the like the sound producers or whatever in the game or sound directors or other, where it, he said that they got out to, they went out to like different voice actors. One of them I can't remember the person's name. They like did this weird like guttural like growl, and they're like so they did that. And then they were like, and then the producer himself, he did a sound, and then another guy kind of did like another sound. They overlapped, and then he yeah. played like he played them individually, then played them together, and it, it's a clicker, and it's oh, incredible nice. the way they did it. And it's funny because like after they did that, one guy's like, "That sounds a lot like a Snapple bottle," and they all stopped and looked at each other. It's like, we spent so much time on that, we could have just used the Snapple bottle. On the top <laughs> right. like, yeah. I was dying. It's like we spent so much time doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> The creative process, man, it's a beautiful Yo. thing. Sometimes it just takes you in circles, but it's the journey. It like, it what you said, I was like, it really does sound like the thing where you just hit it over here. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what it sounds. <laughs> that's hilarious. But the the one thing I can't wait to see is the cult, the whistling. Oh yeah, that was that was great. Oh man, hey man, you got a, you got season two for that. Uh yeah. I wonder if they're move. gonna do the full game in the first season. Yeah, they said they might not even be. Oh, they, they, they already are? announced it. They already announced okay. it. Season one is the first camp. Now I wonder if Neil Druckmann is going to use this to add some things into the show season one, and then help in between the pop- second game, uh, and then help write season two or whatever, or to help him creatively come up with The Last of Us Part Three. He already said that they're working on it. They, I don't know if you read they, <clears throat> they announced it um, right before the show came out. They don't understand, but they were already working on the show. So I'm I'm interested to see if like he's gonna put little things in the the first in this season uh, as kind of like an additive that they might 
then follow up with on the second season to kind of to kind of then reference back into game three yeah you know what i mean they might that would be very interesting one thing that he did also mention in a different interview which i still don't know how i feel about it where he was saying like um they're like hey so how do you feel about you know your the creative process and whatever and he was talking something he's like one thing that i find fascinating is the need to, not the need, but the um, the option to tell good storytelling without cutscenes. And then he pointed to Elden Ring, mm-hmm. where it's like the Elden Ring story is like the 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 mythos and everything in there is like huge. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like, but the game doesn't like tell you there aren't cutscenes. Like you have to go out there and just discover the story, environmental storytelling. Like I said, which is big in games. So he was mentioning he likes seeing something like that. So I'm just curious if Last of Us Three would end up having something like that, where it's oh, just like, hey. Like you'll still have the cutscene. I can't imagine them doing a Last of yeah. Us three without cutscenes, but it just wouldn't be maybe what we're used to in cutscenes. Because one of the biggest complaints people have for PlayStation first party games, which I'll, I'm gonna be real with you, if this is a complaint you have, that's it's just stupid. Um, is they feel like oh, it, it feels like too much like a movie. I don't want to sit there and watch a movie. I want to play a game. I was just like, okay. I, I mean, in my opinion, it's I don't know. I'm always the type of that. person. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy that type of thing. Like, I, I like playing for the cutscene. So it's like, yeah. I want to get to the next part. It's so a I reward. See what's going to happen next. Yeah. Other people. I know. Like, I didn't, a lot I didn't of feel that, like yeah. it was the cutscenes were too much or took away from my game playing or. Yeah. Like, they added more to the emotion. Like, there were certain cutscenes that made me, like, play harder mm-hmm. because I wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It <laughs> they, was, build. Uh, they build upon yeah, the. Yeah. They, yeah. they totally had synergy together i i don't know it's a, i felt, it's I felt a, like it's the gameplay was thing, fun yeah. too you know you got to bond with ellie and like and you got each other's back and then and then the cutscenes build on the uh the like in-depth like emotional and plot progression mm-hmm. i i thought it was i thought there was great synergy between the two mm-hmm. I, that's crazy yeah. I, 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 I know I, everybody's entitled right to their own opinion you. but I'm, yeah. I'm just <laughs> i'm honestly shocked wow yeah, yeah no it's here. yeah it's a thing where it's like a lot of people make fun of that. Like there's even been memes where it's like people are like, they're like, oh, they put in a game and it says like PlayStation Studios and then they just sit there with some popcorn and just start watching. Like, like <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4. I know the, yeah, I've heard that uh, too, uh, what Henry's talking about there in the chat that it's known for cutscenes and hey, Kojima, right? But um, like, I don't know. I'm, I've always been a cutscene guy. It's funny. Last of Us, if they gave, if they took away gameplay and put in more cutscenes, I'd be so much happier. I'm like, this is even <laughs> better. Like, the less I have to play, I love that. Um, But, um, yeah, no, anyway, that's just something. Uh, so, uh, here's the thing, right? Season one's already done and is going to come out through through this next few like weeks. three months or something. Yeah. Okay. I I would say another year, maybe a year and a half until season two comes out. Right after season one's done, depending on their shooting schedule and if the other actors and actresses have other projects or whatever, and then it's like, what do we are are they just gonna stop until the third game comes out, and then we get season three? Like, how is that gonna play out, or are they gonna continue the story? Don't do the anime thing. We're gonna get filler episodes. Don't do the anime pizza party and randomly like oh like fillers and shit and (laughs) until the one of the worst things I hate about anime is it's like. Oh, let's start doing the anime. Like, oh, the, the anime caught up to the manga. So, what are we gonna do now? Where they write a completely different story, where they do whatever. It's like, don't, don't do that. Just if you have to, just stop. 
Ellie and, and Joel are gonna go to the beach for holiday, like <laughs> <laughs> some random filler. Oh shit! Christmas episode. What, what, one thing Henry just put in the chat. Christmas. <laughs> one thing you put in the chat. Um, I better see some some comic collection here. Joke. I guarantee you're gonna get that. Yeah. Guarantee yeah. it. Like, uh, especially Ellie's joke book. Oh my god, you know it's because I I'm pretty sure because they've already showed in trailers and stuff. <sighs> They already showed some trailers and stuff where they, um, they're, uh, what's called, where they're doing like a, uh, what's uh, a throwback, uh, go back, backtrack, cutscene. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Flashback. Thank you. Where they're doing a flashback. Damn, you're pulling um, a me right now. Yeah. I just, I thought of every other term, um, where it's Ellie and, um, Riley, where they're in the mall and they're doing stuff. And that's where you do see the the joke book. So I guarantee we're going to get that. Yeah, because um, we will so, be getting that flashback. They already showed in the trailer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I don't know if we'll get a whole episode like dedicated to it or whatever, but obviously we are getting that. Um, that and we're getting a lot more of Nick Offerman's Bill, not Bill, yeah. the other character. But uh, can't wait to see that. <clears throat> uh, what else did I want to ask? Oh man, I forgot. Oh right, so that you already said that they're working on Last of Us Part Three. But, like, how realistically do you think it's going to come, let's say, within the next two years? It won't. Yeah, so that means we're not getting a season three anytime soon if they choose to stop, right? Because I, I mean, I'm probably be fine with us not getting a season two anytime soon. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying, like, I'm just, it, like, I'm thinking out loud of how these shows work usually. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're done with season one. They have the material for season two. And they'll jump into production or whatever. Let's say it takes a year and a half. And then, you know, it, it is what it is. Let's say we get, what are we, 2023 is going to finish year and a half. Let's say we get season two by 2025, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting Last of Us Part Three by 2025. When did, okay, so the PlayStation, because what Henry just said in the chat makes the end most of sense play in the world. Cycle. The end of the PlayStation yeah. cycle, because that's when they release Last of Us. Towards yeah. the end of the cycle, so we got the PS5 in 2020. Yeah, we're in 2020. So by 2025, now. it'll be five years in. Is that a cycle or how it can be. long is uh, the cycle? The, it depends. The average cycle could yeah, average cycle is Henry. Let me know. Um, I would say more like around seven to eight years mm. for the average okay. cycle. I know, like if you look at PS3 360, that was a crazy long one because of a yeah. recession. But we're going into a recession, so that might expand it as well. So that's, that's the thing. Um, but the average life cycle is somewhere around seven to eight years. So that would put okay. us at 2027, 2028. Yeah. yeah. There you go, seven. Thank seven you. Seven years, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess, yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to, like, thinking out loud. I, I yeah. don't think we're probably going to, unless they decide to expand on, like, do like side stories and like show you more of like well, one of the other characters like backgrounds like Abby and like how she grew up like a whole well we like, already know his... what they're doing this is why I don't think we're gonna get it next because the next Last of Us game is the Last of Us Factions game it's yeah. not gonna be Last of Us 3 so that's okay. why like I feel like if anything if we do get one at the end of the, of the life cycle I hope it wouldn't take that long, but I think the next one would be Last of Us Factions, which would then push Last of Us Three even further back because oh, okay. they're working on that, which is a multiplayer game Faction, dedicated. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a multiplayer game. Like in Last of Us One, they did have a multiplayer uh, game mm-hmm. called Last of Us Factions within Last of Us. Um, some people either you really liked it or you really didn't like it. I'm in the mm-hmm. really didn't like it camp because multiplayer ill people. 
But <laughs> um, I know a lot of people are looking forward to Last of Us Factions, especially now that uh, PlayStation has obtained a team, uh, you know, the people that do um, Destiny. Um, yeah. So it's is like it, you have all it, these people that know how to do games, you know, being Bungie. Is it is multiplayer it? co-op or just multiplayer like against each other? Probably both. Think of Call of Duty, but Last of Us. So like, yeah, there'll be some co-op, some against each other. Um, but um, yeah, it would be that. So it's something I know it's like, I probably wouldn't even buy. Like I probably, if like uh, it's a multiplayer store, I don't care. But if they go in there and give it a story and do stuff like that, it might be inter- interesting. But uh, I think they're going to spend a lot of time working on that before they even come close to starting Last of Us 3. Makes a lot of sense. Now, I, I know we kind of went off um, the episode and we didn't really dive too deep into the episode. And the reason we did that is because we've played the game. We know the story. We know what is coming. And mm-hmm. we and if you're watching the show and you've never watched the game, we don't want to ruin it for you. Because trust me when I tell you, it is such a phenomenal story. You would hate us if mm-hmm. we spoiled mm-hmm. what's coming. So please watch the show. Enjoy the <laughs> hell out of it. I think it's going to be phenomenal. And if you do enjoy the hell out of it, go fucking play the Last of Us game. And you will enjoy yeah. that even more. That's you why know? they made the Last of Us Part 1. Like the remake, yeah. that's why yeah. it exists. Because there's people, they, they looked at what happened with The Witcher. Um, and it was like, oh, everybody saw The Witcher. It was like, let me play this game that came out years ago, and The Witcher saw life. I mean, Disco, you played The Witcher 3 after watching the show. I I did, actually, yeah. Yeah, and then Cyberpunk was just like, oh, this show's not that great. They came out with the Cyberpunk anime. Guess what? Everybody started playing Cyberpunk. So PlayStation and Naughty Dog was like, "Uh, here's Last of Us Part 1. We're just going to put this out there. It's just going to sit there. And now we have a (laughs) show coming out in like a month or two. The show comes out. Guess what's going to happen? Last of Us 1 and 2 sales are about to jump. Yeah. So, 100%. you know, like I, I I'm ready to so. play Last of Us 1 again because I haven't <laughs> played this new updated version. I was like, I have to see this version because it's basically the Last of Us 2 engine, but running Last of Us 1. Nice. So I, I, I would love to play that. So so is the gameplay like Last of Us 2 gameplay? It's, like, it's going to play like Last of Us 2. Like the, but it's the like, Last of Us 1 story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice, that's, nice. It's literally called The Last of Us Part 1. Like that's what they called it. And because the original <laughs> yeah. one's just Last of Us. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but yeah, so we don't want to like because if we dive too deep into what's happening in the show, we're going to in this first episode, we're going to reveal what's going to happen later on. And and we really don't want to do that. So that's why I kind of we kind of started talking about the future of season two, yeah. season three, how what the game's going to uh, come up with. We we talked about how they set up some of the storylines. So um, we don't want to get too much into the, the story and kind of ruin it for everybody. Oh, wait so, till I get to David. Oof. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, definitely um, up and enjoy the ride, and because uh, yeah. it's it's gonna be a bumpy one, but there's gonna be it's gonna be worthwhile. Get some in the tissues. End. Get some <laughs> fucking tissues. Straight up. Straight uh, up. Mm. Alrighty, man. Um, I hope you is guys it, enjoyed. Um, What's up? I have a question. Uh, yeah. Is is it still gonna be Bella Ramsey? Oh, that's a good for question. Season actually. two. So because when the, there's, there's a there's time, a time skip, skip between between the first video game and the second video game, that so is a good question. I, I guess if it, they've thought about that yet. Like if they already have uh, an idea. I'm sure they thought of it. Yeah, it all depends. Like how long is it going to be till season two? Yeah, then she's again, also I was young. Just yeah. Say then again, maybe it's going to be a couple years and she'll be already like. Yeah. Or like or like I've said countless times, the world needs to stop being afraid of you know recasting. 
Oh no, I don't think they're gonna be afraid yeah. of recasting. They'll do what they need to do to get a good show. Yeah, um, but, I mean they won't be afraid, but it's the people's backlash. You know how people are. Oh fuck! I think they'll be. Used. <laughs> I, I think after what happened with The Witcher and like they're recasting and people just are keep still going, complaining about that. <laughs> sure, they'll complain, but I think they'll get used to it again because it used to happen a lot back in the day, and then they stopped it, and now it's just just start it over again. It's okay. We we go it's in cycles. Happens. Yeah, just it'll it'll happen. People always complain whether it's either side. Yeah, yeah, Henry. Oh, yeah, it, it we was. showed a video of that. It was phenomenal, yeah. uh, and we talked great. about it for um, sure. Yeah, go check out the episode from the and beginning. Then, yeah, Henry. But kind of emphasizes that it's on like the fungi and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was but cool. um, also yeah, the let's from the mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's jump into uh, Dan's. Um, uh powerbomb weekly there it is but thank you guys for i hope you guys enjoyed our talk about the last of us part uh, episode one on hbo max uh go like and subscribe to our youtube channel share and comment uh, below let us know what you guys think about the first episode if you have played the game already please don't ruin it for everybody else in the comments and um it is free for you to do, but like and subscribe, and but it helps us immensely. Go check out our social medias, and then go check out the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com. Um, and without further ado, let's jump into some Power Bomb Weekly, because shit is crazy in the wrestling world. Now, yeah. Last yeah. week, Dan uh, was like, uh, Vince is back. He's going to sell the company. And then there were like next day, literally rumors were Saudi Arabia. Next day, bro. Later yeah. after we recorded. You, right, right. You <laughs> said I remember, the, yeah, because I remember yeah. saying like worst case scenario, he sells it to Saudi Arabia. They take over and let Vince run the company. We stopped the podcast and look at the phone. Vince McMahon has sold the WWE to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> and then that turned out to just be rumors. None of it was official. Um, but yeah, so a lot has gone down since then. So um, before I pull up my uh, what I have here, uh, so. Basically, that happened, and a lot of what I was talking about, where it's like, is he selling to Saudi Arabia? Is Disney going to buy it? Is it going to go to AEW? Um, and literally, all those things that I said are all potentially rumored to be happening. So it's yeah. just like, we're getting to that point where it's just like, uh, like what's going to happen? And Vince McMahon's getting sued again um, because of how he got back on the board, where it's just like, hey, I showed up, and other people need to get fired for me to take my place back on the board. So I'm firing three people to bring myself and two other people back on the board. And yeah. so they're suing him for that. And then, you know, Stephanie McMahon and triple H, they're having the thing. Stephanie McMahon's gone now. And uh, yeah, so he's getting sued um, again for that. And for the whole, like he instituted, he instituted a, a bylaw. That's just like the only way um, WWE can be sold to any company is if Vince McMahon has, you know, gives the okay. And of course, Vince McMahon <laughs> himself is the one who put that bylaw in. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's like nice. a lot of things going on where it's like, what what is happening? Uh, in that time, from then to this week, JWB's had two meetings with the uh, with the the staff, like the everybody board? that works there, all the wrestlers. Okay. Where Triple H had to get with the people and just like, because there's a lot of people getting upset. He's like, listen, I'm still running creative. Nothing's changing. He did that on SmackDown, and then he did the meeting again on Monday on Raw. Like, we're still running it. I'm still here. I'm still doing creative. I got you. Don't worry. So, this is going on, and then while this Yo. is happening, man is just. I feel like wild. Vince heard our podcast where I was like really happy he's gone, and he's not ruining the company anymore. And he was like, "Hold my beer." 
He's like, I'm fucking coming back. Like, fuck Islam. I'm going to just ruin this shit. Sell it to oil money. Joke's on him. Like, if you care. Like, yeah, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, but, I care um, because you care. Yeah. But otherwise, like, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, no, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But um, anyway, so first news story I have. Uh, let's see. Let me share my screen here. Uh, of course, you know, as always, I like to get my news from Wrestle Talk. I feel like they're some of the best um, people to get your wrestling news from. So Nikon, who is the sole CEO of WWE, the person who was hired by Vince McMahon years ago to help him sell the company, who's now the CEO, um, he was asked recently uh, if he feels threatened by Tony Khan, owner of AEW, on whether or not uh, Tony Khan's willing, you know, to go out there and buy JDB. So the reason for that is recently Tony Khan was uh, on a podcast or an interview or something, and they asked him, like, hey, I know you've heard about all the rumors of JDB, quote unquote, your competition potentially being sold. Are you interested? And Tony Khan's response was like, well, you know, myself and my father, like my father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He owns like this one, whatever soccer team in Europe. Uh, he owns like basically U.S. Steel. So it's just like we can't afford to do it. If we have to partner up with somebody to do so, we can do that as well. And we're just we're very interested in what's going on with the sale. That's all he stated. And then, of course, he turned into full promoter. He's like, but if you want to find anything out, tune in on Wednesdays for AEW Dynamite. Tune in on uh-huh. Fridays for Rampage because you never know what I'm going to announce. And that's where he announced he bought Ring of Honor on an episode of Dynamite. So <laughs> now, yeah, if the cons buy WWE, are they related? These two, no. No. If the cons buy WWE. Mm-hmm. Do they fold it into AEW or do they keep it as WWE and then they do like cross promotions within their own company? I'd like to say uh, Tony Khan, if he were to be running both, crazy to even think that. I think <laughs> WWE exists as WWE, AEW exists as AEW, just like how Ring of Honor exists separate of AEW. Yes, yeah, yeah. some of the wrestlers overlap. One of the reasons for that is because Ring of Honor currently doesn't have a show. So for him to keep the promotion alive and keep the titles alive and keep their pay-per-views alive, he does have some of those wrestlers come over to AEW and vice versa, and they compete with one another. I mean, he had Chris Jericho, the first ever person signed by AEW, was recently the Ring of Honor champion. You know, So it's like there's cross-promotion that way. And think of it this way, where you have WWE, where they have a show such as Survivor Series, where you have teams going up against each other. Imagine a scenario where you have WWE versus AEW versus Ring of Honor on one pay-per-view. Or if you have the Royal Rumble. Royal yeah, Rumble yeah. could be 30 people. Who's to say 30 people from just one company? It yeah, could be 10, 30 10, people 10. from anywhere. Yeah. You know, so it's like these are all the scenarios that are cool. And it's funny because a lot of people were started putting a logo where it was like AEW and the W was the WWE logo. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So that, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. The wrestling multiverse is going to be recreate, uh, created. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. Tony was referring to himself as the forbidden door. The forbidden door was like the expression that the WWE used. It's like, if you can go through the forbidden door, you go through from one promotion to another. And uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi in New Japan Pro Wrestling was the first person to say the phrase. And then Tony Khan bought the rights to it and said, I am the forbidden door because everybody Damn. went through AEW and Ring of Honor. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, like that can happen, and and that's cool. But anyway, in this article, it's on Wrestle Talk, written by um, let's see, Ryan Coogan. Basically, they at, they interviewed Nick Khan and said if he feels threatened by Tony Khan saying that you know potential buy of AEW, and he said, "No, I'm not threatened." Um, 
you know, I'm not threatened <laughs> by anyone or anything. That's just not how I do stuff. You know, we're going to, if we do decide to sell, we're going to sell to, you know, whoever is the highest bidder, whoever we can make the best profit. So that's really what it is. It's kind of like a, a non-story, but that is kind of just like, you see the different perspectives of how AEW Tony Khan is looking at things and how Nick Khan is kind of running things, uh, you know, now as the sole CEO. Uh, and then Vince McMahon just doing his thing, just running around being Vince. <laughs> Yo, this dude's fucking, I feel like he's just hopped up on like Coke and shit. And Adderall and just... There's been a lot of rumors lately that he's going to be in this year's Royal Rumble. And that's at the end of this month. And if he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, this man's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee he's going to be 29 other wrestlers and make himself champion. Right oh, before he sells it. Well, that's another thing. Now people are starting to say, did he put himself in this position and say he's going to sell just so he can put himself in this position? Because he was making the whole bylaw. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that he's just like there now? He's like, well, you can't sell without me, and we're trying to sell, so I have to be here. So like that's another reason why he's getting sued. It's like, did he just make all these circumstances up just so he could put himself back in that position, and he has no intention of selling? You know, so it's oh. like there's a lot of things that are going around. So he can take control back of the company. Exactly. But how can he put a bylaw in if he wasn't part of the company? He was the majority shareholder, and then he mm. his shares had specific powers where he was able to do certain things and these were his powers it's it's insane think of it as okay. basically somebody activated his trap card and he was like well i can do this <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what happened that's a great way of putting it yeah for every for anybody who understood that um and we don't care rudy for anybody who understood that that was a great reference it, it really was <laughs> like yeah this man's out here playing Yu-Gi-Oh. everybody else is playing uno but anyway <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's that story. Now I, I'm going to move over to another story. Very, very sad story. Um, so recently, um, uh, Ring of Honor legend uh, passed away. Um, and I mean, as recently as yesterday. So Jay Briscoe, um, one half of the Briscoes, he and his brother Mark, the current, uh, well, I guess former now, uh, eight, uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Um, so Jay Briscoe passed away in a car accident. Uh, yesterday, yesterday being Tuesday. Um, so you guys can see the screen, right? So this is Jay Briscoe. First off, I've showed Jay Briscoe a few times on the podcast. One of the most intimidating looking wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he Jay Briscoe is just, <laughs> you don't you don't mess with Jay Briscoe. He like he and his brother Mark. Mark is basically looks like him, just bald. And it's like you nice. don't mess with the Briscoes. And Jay was the older of the two. And every Jay time you was say the, that, I just think of brisket. I don't know why. Yeah, but Jay Briscoe was like a standard in Ring of Honor for years. Um, he was just like he was always there. He was he's multiple time Ring of Honor World Champion, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion, even more. Uh, and a bunch of people that made it to WWE or AEW, they have this band to credit for. Like he put a lot of people on the map. There's a lot of wrestlers that were just like we wouldn't be where we are today if not for Jay. Uh, Triple H, who never worked with Jay Briscoe, put out a tweet saying that Jay Briscoe is like one of the greatest names in wrestling history. Like this man is a true, true legend. Um, so the, the sad the story is essentially he was in a car accident. Uh, I don't, it says it uh, a little bit here in this article. Um, once again, on wrestle talk written by Liam Winter, um, where Jay was uh, driving. Uh, there was somebody else who was driving. They're both, you know, he's from Delaware and um, something happened where one of the cars like went on to the other side of the road. I believe they said it was the, this lady's car who went over to his side 
uh, collided head on. He passed away. The driver passed away. Uh, Jay was in the car with his two uh, young daughters, um, oh, one of man, which no. I think is uh, stable and injured. The other one, last I heard, she was going to go into surgery. They're not sure she's going to be able to walk anymore. Oh, my uh, God. That's like so my yeah. worst fear since I'm like doing Uber and I'm on the road yeah. like eight hours plus a day. I just oh, that's my worst I can imagine, fear. Yeah. Man. So it's a it's a sad story. I know um, the, the wife, uh, Jay's wife, the. She put out a tweet recently and like, you know, every, hey, we're we're very, very religious family. If you could all just pray, we'd honor, we'd very much like that. She said that. Um, so it's it's very sad to see. And there's a, a video that's been circulating during COVID. Um, so Jay Briscoe, this big, tough guy looking with tattoos and the dreads and everything. There's a video that's been circulating on uh, Twitter and uh, TikTok, I believe, where his daughter had to practice for uh, a cheerleading uh, tryout. And Jay puts his hair up and like with the cheerleader bow and he's doing the cheerleading routine with her. <laughs> like this, this yeah. badass intimidating dude is just right there. He's like clapping his hands, saying the chant thing. It's like, and a lot of people in the tributes um, have been saying it's like Jay Briscoe is like one of the toughest guys and one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Um, it's like, he'll, he's one of those guys that give you the shirt off the back. This, this reminds me a lot of the um, Brody Lee a few years yeah. ago when Brody Lee passed away. Very similar situation. Man was respected by everyone. Um, so, you know, it's very sad to see him go. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Uh, uh, we don't it's, know. It's tough, especially yeah. the children got hurt as well. Mm-hmm. And man, God bless his wife, mm-hmm. um, because she lost her husband as well as her, both her kids are hurt. So my God, yeah. I cannot even begin to imagine what she's going through. Yeah. And, and I, I hope like God, you know guides you and um makes you strong through these tough times because that is i can't even imagine bro like definitely like, definitely good oh, for the man. strength man that i can't exactly like you said can't even imagine just imagine the three closest people to you mm-hmm. are, are just yeah. one's gone and yeah. two of them are like not yeah. the same man and i think they have another child i could be wrong i think they have another kid who you know thank god wasn't involved in the accident but no you're absolutely right where it's just like yeah. this is your two daughters this is your husband like this is like how do you know how do you deal with all that while also you're trying to deal with that and then you have this other kid who's just like yeah you have to console them and make sure they're okay yeah uh you know so it's a lot going on i hope she has a great yeah. network and then just thoughts yeah, and prayers yeah. man yeah that and then um like i said jay remember he's one half of a tag team he's teamed with his real life brother mark and Mark's another guy who everybody's just like, hey, he's great. He's Jay's uh, younger brother by like a year or two. And if you look at videos, these guys started wrestling when they were like 16, 17 years old. So they, they've been a tag team for almost, I mean, he's 38. Like that's, wow. you know, more than half their lives. They've been together <clears throat> in wrestling, let alone together in life. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's another one where Mark, uh, as far as Jay, as long as Jay's been wrestling, Mark has been there. And Mark mm-hmm. is another guy. They've I've seen these two guys fight each other. And it's true. Whenever you see any two wrestlers who are brothers fight one another, they hit hardest. And it was never more true than with the Briscoes. Like, they looked like they were out to murder each other. And they would put on bangers every single time. So, um, and that's another thing. What's going to happen with Mark? You know, um, you look back at what happened with Bret Hart when Owen passed away. Bret kind of, like, left a little bit. He went over to WCW and stuff didn't go right there. And, you know, hopefully Mark uh, is okay. But hopefully he still has a career if he wishes to keep a career you know, in pro wrestling. And, um, yeah, so, you know, to his wife, to his kids, to his brother, to everybody who's known him, all the other family members, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to them, of course. But uh, just a sad story overall. You know, RIP Jay Briscoe.
Uh, is that it for your power bomb? Yeah, did? yeah, it was just those two. All right, um, Disco, uh, let's jump into your review. Uh, can you can you like Google a picture of Willow real quick? The show. Yeah, I got you. So have something to look at. Uh, so for my little segment, I'm gonna review a show that I actually reviewed last episode, but I <laughs> did not finish it. So here's an updated review. Of the show Willow, the new uh, the new continuation of the movie that came out in 1989, I believe. Um, I actually saw that movie because of the show because I, I after watching like the episode or two, I wanted to uh, see you know just like the the roots of the show. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it it's a solid show. I think the one thing I didn't like about it though is that it was on Disney, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't like the PG thirteen rating. I thought it could have used a little like raunchiness, like a, like at least a little blood. Um, but other than that, uh, it was. Did a, the movie have that? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, it might have because it's what Lucasfilm, right? It might have. It might have. Well, Val Kilmer, he was a uh, yeah. yeah. Batman Martin. was in it. Yep. <laughs> we talked about this last week on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> you remember you the talking name? to? I said Val Kilmer. Yeah. Who are you yeah. talking to? Like, <laughs> I love being on the you, show with you, you guys. You you keep saying things like, "Hey, you should remember this." Like, come on, man, you've known me long <laughs> enough by now. I love being on the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, sorry, uh, so Willow. Uh, back to Willow. Uh, they, you, this little, uh, what they call him in the show, this Peck. He's actually the sorcerer Willow, and uh, they brought him back, the the same actor from the movie, and I thought that was really cool because uh, he's got like a memorable face, and you could see uh, he's like much younger in the movie, and now he's he's still kicking ass in a uh, in this new Willow show. Uh, so I thought it was really cool that they brought a couple of the characters from uh, back then back, and uh, even Christian Slater, like I mentioned in, <laughs> in the in the last. I remember edition. that. Yeah. And uh, so the show pretty much follows (laughs) Willow and Alora Dannon, who's like this destined super sorceress supreme that's going to save the world and save the world from uh, this evil sorceress, I guess, uh, Bav Morda. And uh, so uh, she has to pretty much learn her powers because they try to hide her and keep her safe and you know hide her from her destiny pretty much one of those story arcs and uh, so she this pretty much nobody girl is actually the most important woman in the whole like world pretty much um it was really interesting seeing her kind of be this nobody and and then when she finds out she's a laura dan and the the mythical laura dan and she still doesn't even believe it and you kind of see that through her show because uh she her powers aren't like fully she can't fully use her powers because she's doubting herself and uh so it's it's really nice when she actually comes to and fills her shoes and she starts actually fighting the crone who's like the the villain in the in the series and uh they have a really cool kind of epic magic battle and i was like oh dang laura's actually kicking up and she has this magical wand and it's going they're like doing all this crazy magic and moving fast and uh like souped up Harry Potter stuff almost. Um, 
uh all the characters they they worked well together uh i liked borman i liked the princess i liked the the princess's guard i, I forgot their names i'm blanking but they all kind of had their own little pizzazz and story arc i thought the cheesiest one was the prince uh he just he was just i don't know just like too soft for me <laughs> but uh i did like what they did with him they threw him into like the underworld and so the next season we hopefully allure dan and goes to save her save him i mean um, are you sure there's no more episodes that you yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure, sure the show's over this time no, you come yeah, back I, come back like a month I later had... you know what <laughs> <laughs> they just released another episode it was a, it was a, <laughs> a valentine's break <laughs> um no yeah because i had given a review on this already and i was like just lost and just felt like it wasn't complete, <laughs> and i was so like yeah what, what was this and then I found out that I had missed two episodes. One because it was my brother. He had believed him. He said, we saw this episode. We did not see it. And then uh, and then I guess they did take a, like a New Year's type of break thing. And yeah, they just okay. randomly dropped the, fi- the finale. And uh, so I did uh, complete it all. And I thought it was really cool. They crossed the Shattered Sea, which wasn't what i thought it was going to be it was like all frozen so they were like bobsledding with this crazy sea oh, creature because i was like why is it called shattered but it makes sense if it's yeah because it's frozen yeah so uh so they crossed it they made it to the end and they're like what they were looking for uh, wasn't there and they had to figure it out it was pretty cool the all all the stuff that they had to go through the obstacles and the like like i said i, I kind of enjoyed the story uh if you like that mythical if you've seen the original and you like it you're definitely gonna like this because it continues the story um they bring new uh new enemies bigger than bav Marta and greater and so they kind of really pushing on to this like new arc and uh there was like a a twist at the end that i thought was very interesting uh so when the prince was knocked down to this underworld he kind of came to and he looked around and he saw that there was like a evil elora dannon kind of rallying troops and stuff and so uh kind of it kind of excited me a little nice little twist to uh, ex- uh kind of prelude the next season kind of just you know set it up and uh i'm really looking forward to where they're going with it and uh like I said, the, the worst part was that it was Disney because there's there's literally one part where this uh, the princess got stabbed and they made like a big deal of it to like pull it out and there was just no blood and no nothing. Everything was clean. And I was just like, why even bring emphasis to that if it's just so <laughs> fake? Like, Well, think about every X-Men movie before Logan. Like Wolverine was stabbing people with claws and there wasn't blood. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know. It just—that's the only thing that really bothered me. Other than that, I kind of—I really like the characters. uh, They—it's not like the crazy best show, but it's definitely something to keep on the background. Or if you like science, uh, if you like the fantasy stuff, um, sorcerers and kind of like little banter stuff. But uh, I give it—it's worth a shot. It's worth a watch if you're if you're into that stuff for sure. And uh, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, If anybody wants to comment let me know what you thought of it uh let me know what you thought of willow uh or maybe laura dannon any of the characters turn you off or maybe rubbed you the right way christian slater was in it at the end it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool uh what they did with it and um let me know what you guys think of the comments i keep feeling like you're saying laura dern laura dannon 
I know, but I was like, I think of Laura Dern every time you say it. I was like, she was in Jurassic Park. Good for her. <laughs> oh, Good for her. Funny. And she was in the uh, that other Star Wars movie. That, and I was looking up uh, the actor who plays uh, Warwick. I mean, the actor who plays Willow. His name's Warwick Davis. I didn't know. He's the leprechaun in the leprechaun. Oh, wow. Like the leprechaun series, like Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun Goes to Space, Leprechaun Goes to the Hood. <laughs> man he's like the source of many nightmares man i used to yeah. be afraid of the leprechaun in the hood man he just looks so crazy yeah. what's he doing in the hood you know yeah hey, he doesn't belong there yeah, he's just trying to shine <laughs> some shoes <laughs> all right uh let's jump into final thoughts <laughs> oh that's a good one really <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going uh, on that's, said, that's why it's funny because it's about Jersey. you I might huh? come back to Jersey in March, maybe. I'll let you know. <clears throat> okay. I have I'm very confused on what's going on. There's like multiple We went to Comic Con. We went to Comic Con, you mean and it was one of the times uh, Rudy was with us, or maybe the only time yeah. I don't remember. And when we were walking by they were promo- they were promoting Jurassic World. And they were playing the theme oh. from Jurassic Park, and you kept on saying, "Why are they playing? Ja- Jura- uh, why are they playing graduation music?" And we're like, "No, that's the theme song to Jurassic Park." Yeah, yeah, it sounded like graduation <laughs> music. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm funny sometimes. All right, yeah. um, final thoughts. Uh, um, give Last of Us a shot, whether it be the game, the show. I guess either way, preferably the game. I'm always going to stand by that. Play the game. Um, but the show is, uh, it's not bad. It's a good show. I'm um, looking forward to see where they expand upon more, uh, you know, with the last of a series. And I mean, we only saw episode one. It wasn't bad. And let's see where it goes from there. Yeah, boy. Disco. Uh, my final thoughts is, uh, I got this really sweet deal on this Shiatsu. I was waiting for you to bring up the chair. Yeah. It is just so amazing. It said it was three hundred something dollars, but I got it for like forty something at Macy's, and no, honestly, right. it was the best forty something dollars I've ever spent. Because this piece Damn. comes off, bro. Mm-hmm. Send it. Send that link to it's me. It's like son. a portable, like mm-hmm. Shiatsu massager, so I like bring it into my car sometimes. And uh, so oh, yeah, hey, you can just drop it behind your yeah, back. Yeah, nice. so it's like if it's ever like hurting, it just really mm-hmm. gets in there. I can just sit back, and it's not too loud. It's portable. It's chargeable, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it's just really cool, man. Uh, just nice. souped up, hooked up my seat because uh, I was just literally sitting on like a metal foldable yeah, chair. Yeah, your seat's rough. The you literally have like a, a professional wrestling folding <laughs> chair that you do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it was. And I've been sitting yeah. on like this aluminum chair, busting up my back for the podcast for God knows how, how long. Yeah. So now I got like a nice rocking chair. Mm-hmm. What's the she? I remember when we used or... to when you when we used to do that in my apartment. Used to have those folding chairs also. Mm-hmm. My God, my ass <laughs> would be cushion. numb. Like his by was this. like straight up, just like a hard, yeah. like metal, like legit look, like that was about to go through like the rock skull. Like he had one of those chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this this conversation. This in is so chat. weird. Um, Disco, <laughs> send me the link to that chair, please. I'm not gonna even bother with this. Uh, chat I got right it at now. Macy's in person. So I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, it was like, no, you have to put the chat in comments. Just put it in there. We're just not gonna acknowledge it. Just put it in there, please. Start with the call your brother. Okay, for that <laughs> one. Oh. Okay. So just put it in there, just so the people can see. Leave it there for for a little bit. So what are you saying, Disco? <laughs> Yeah, I actually physically went into Macy's and got it, so I don't know oh, if okay. they have a link, but uh, I'll look on Macy's. All right. Um, 
my final thoughts. Um, I will not be with you guys for the next two weeks. Um, because I am going to Dubai next Tuesday for my wedding. So, um, I will I will not be here next week or the week after. Maybe even the week after that, because when I come back, I'm going straight to work, and then we'll still be trying to put our apartment together. So I don't know if I'm going to have a space to record at yet, but I will try my best to be on. Where, where are you going to live? Episode. What's your What's your address? What's your social security number? Um, so that I'm going to put in the description on the YouTube nice. channel. So go Appreciate check it. out the video. So, um, <laughs> and then I'll dox myself there, there you um, go. but Those you got to like it. You got to like, and subscribe and to every new subscriber, I'll send you my address. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so go do that. But yeah, man, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting two weeks. My God. Getting married. Oh, man. Early, real. early congratulations! Becoming Next time we'll see an this adult, be married. Becoming an adult, Mike. This is this sucks, but oh uh, yeah, I I guess I'm gonna intrude on your final thoughts and, and okay. take your claim and bring it back. Oh I, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I we got some good news. Ready. We got some good I, news. Uh, <laughs> that, I'm an engaged man. I'm off the market. Yeah, boy. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I gave to my girlfriend. She flew over for like this job interview, and she got the job. And then I proposed to her that day because I was like, oh, "How can I make this day even better?" And uh, nice, nice. You found a nice spot. Oh, I forgot to ask. Did she say yes? She did say yes. Okay. <laughs> or else I would not have brought it up. <laughs> I like, I don't think he would have reacted this way. <laughs> she said no, so I just dodged the bullet. You know, I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. She said yes, and uh, yeah. so it's exciting and uh, awesome, man. Yep, uh, yeah, it's official. It's happening. So we're getting old. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, dude. Now, since you proposed to her now, um, before like the whole like Dubai thing, um, you could always be like, man, I was gonna plan this whole thing. This is the perfect moment. Like I was about to come out of a camel. It was gonna be insane. Like you could just come up with any scenario. Now. I was gonna come out nah. of a camel's hump. It's funny because we were talking randomly, and she was just like, "You better not propose on my birthday." We were just joking, and I was like, "Oh, no, 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 I'm not." And I was like, "Oh shit, that's exactly what I was gonna do." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Thank God she said it." And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it here." Like, ah, oh, that's surprised. so funny. Yeah, because so her birthday is gonna be at that's the hilarious. time yeah. they're gonna be in Dubai with us, so Disco was gonna do it there. You know, I oh, thought it'd man, be romantic man. to share the yeah. date, but she was like, no, I'm not sharing that date. That's my birthday. I was like, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay queen. <laughs> know your worth. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, I could have come out with a camel. I'll never know. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're going to get a two-hump camel. You're going to come out of one, and then uh, Fergie was going to come out the other. <laughs> Take it's Fergie funny, you know, from the Black Eyed Peas. She got looking at yeah. the aquarium in Dubai, and you can like, swim with sharks. My hump, my hump, my hump. My mm. lovely lady. And loves. so we, I YouTube it, it out. And the first I mean, video was like, like this guy, like almost getting eaten by a 14 foot shark in the Dubai thing. Nice. <laughs> this, the shark like flew up to his face and like in just oh, right at the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, I was reading the comments because he was like talking about how he's feeling. He was like talking about how he was so nervous. He was shitting his pants and sharks are way bigger up in person. <laughs> and uh, he, he actually was very composed for somebody shitting his pants, <laughs> but I give it to him. It's like 14 foot shark with crazy looking teeth came up, like all the rows, and just like went up to his face, like five inches, six inches, and just circled him. And it's like was almost like sitting on his lap at one point. I was like, Yo, this shark is doing the most. And my girl's just like, 
let's do that i'm like <laughs> no no, no not even close Yo, like how, i was thinking about how, it too but after seeing that i was like get the hell out of this here this shit's crazy first of all henry no uh i'm the one who fumbled the ring and uh maybe that's why you asked but dude did, like why are like girls love this crazy like she's like oh let's go to let's go to things that can murder us and it's just like they they love like the serial killers they love like all these like um murder mystery podcasts and she, then she's like hey this car shark could kill me let's just go you know play with it let's dive in she's like, like what the fuck is girl hit me up and just like let's do hot air balloons i'm just like you know i hate heights why why are you, <laughs> why are you choosing everything i hate like what's oh, cool? fuck Eslam, you just made me think of something. So at my job, one time I was uh, talking to people. Um, I was trying to sell like a TV package to somebody. Yeah. And then they were talking about like, oh, what channels do you want to make sure you have access to? And one of the ones they talked about was like, oh, Investigation Discovery. They want to see the whole thing with like the serial killers, like what you're talking about. And I just made a joke. I was like, oh, you like watch this? I was like, no, it's for my wife. I was like, yeah, she's probably planning on how to kill you. And this man just got silent. Like, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't say a word. I was like, sir, are you still there? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that dude realized because he probably like, this chick hates me. <laughs> She's like, planning oh, my family. end. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And the, and the conversation chat's even funnier. Uh, Henry was like, because uh, I said, why do women like that? And he's like, they like danger. And then this is what Rudy responded. You know, because <laughs> they do love fucking serial killers. And then Rudy responded again, I am Danger Henry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right there. Uh, that's oh, funny. man. Well, Henry there responds back. Yeah. <laughs> then Henry calling you oh, out, man. bro. Bro, call your brother, you know? Yeah, call your brother. <laughs> Jesus. He misses you. He loves you. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the Los Wise Guys podcast. Last, last, uh, if you phones. like what you hear, follow us on social media don't forget to um like and subscribe to the youtube channel free for you to do immensely helps us out with our channel growth go check out the los wise guys website thank you for listening and have a great week